In the name of Jesus, please be seated. Merry Christmas. We are still in the season of Christmas, but you wouldn't know it from the world around us. Your favorite radio stations you are listening to, whether over the dial or your Sirius XM stuff, is all back to the normal doo-wop and stuff that you enjoy. Christmas for the world, it seems, is over. But for us as Christians, we, we gather here today during these 12 days of, of Christmas because, to be honest, we're just getting started, folks. Just getting started. You see, it's not just the birth of Jesus there in the manger in Bethlehem. There's, there's so much more to the story. And crammed here into these just few weeks. Well, for one, you have the wise men. Give them time to get to the manger, I like to tell people. Leave your stuff up through Epiphany. Don't forget about Jesus showing up there in his circumcision, shedding his blood for the first time just at eight days old. And now here today, 40 days, we have the story of Simeon. Simeon, a priest, one who served the Lord there in the temple. Simeon, we note, is called righteous and devout. Why? Well, he's been waiting for a long time. He's been waiting. For what? The promised Messiah. Simeon is righteous and devout, we're told in the text for today, because he trusts God's promise to send the Savior not only of Israel, but of the entire world. Simeon lives in and from that promise. And as an old man, he lives. He lives as St. Paul summarizes the entire Old Testament in Romans 1.17, by faith. And in fact, the Holy Spirit, most likely through a preacher, told this old man that he would not die until he had seen the Messiah. So Simeon waits. He doesn't have better words than the Lord when it comes to the promise of salvation. What are you waiting for this day? Perhaps you felt that you waited long enough for Christmas, all of your preparations, and then boom, it's there and it's gone. So what are you waiting for this day? The Lord's word comes to you. Comes to you again, which is, why we should all gather in repentance this day to repent of our old Adam's mistrust and unbelief, our own making of what our future or our new year will be, our resolutions that will determine how happy or content or, well, we old Adams just think we have better words than the Lord. And yet God's word comes to you this day, God's promise of a Messiah. And Simeon is extolled. Simeon waiting, 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 and waiting some more. He waits on the Lord, keeping his promise. So I ask you again, how are you doing with waiting this day? With being patient. For Simeon, year after year went by in the temple. Each year, the holy days of the temple and their liturgy passed by. Yom Kippur, Passover, Pentecost, and the Day of Tabernacles. 
Every day the morning and evening sacrifices of prayer were offered. And every day Simeon waited and watched. We're told, quote, his soul, his very being waited. And in God's word, he put his hope. Would today be the day? For what are you still waiting this Christmas season? For what is your soul waiting in for what is most important to you? And where is God's word and what does it have to do with any of that? But then for Simeon, in the most unlikely and most unexpected way, God kept his promise. God always keeps his promises, by the way, though the old Adam in you doubts that. Behold, a ragtag couple of Mary and Joseph show up there at the temple. And they have a little precious bundle, don't they? There they have the newborn Messiah wrapped in his, well, probably blue baby blanket and matching onesie. Forty days old. And this, this is the fullness of time. As St. Paul preached in the epistle reading for today, the Messiah is born born of Mary, and he is the Savior of the entire world, of, of the universe. The Holy Spirit, as we talked about this past week, conceived baby Jesus through the sermon the angel Gabriel preached in Mary's ears. And now the Holy Spirit brings baby Jesus to Simeon, or you might say brings Simeon to baby Jesus. What are you waiting for? How are God's promises kept for you? After all, the Holy Spirit promised Simeon that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Christ. And lo and behold, here is the Christ, the 40-day-old baby. And immediately, Simeon cradles Jesus in his arms and sings. He begins a glorious hymn of praise. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. This is a song of great joy for Simeon. Not a sigh of post-holiday resignation. Simeon is confident. He's bold. He's vibrant. And Simeon also speaks to God the way a servant should speak to his master. Master, Simeon says, release your servant now in peace, just like you promised you would. You see, Simeon in faith holds God to his promise. He trusts that this tiny poor baby is his savior. He trusts God's word and his eyes now thanks be to God, have seen the very salvation promised by the Lord. For salvation is found only in this baby, nowhere else. But how often your old Adam and mine look for salvation elsewhere. How often we become impatient. How often we wait for those things that will really not bring us at all what we truly need. Which is why Simeon's trust in God's word is amazing. Think about it. Simeon doesn't judge things by what his eyes see 
All he observes there is the same baby the shepherd saw lying in the manger on the night of his birth, or that the magi saw a few days or maybe months later. Simeon sees a baby that looks like any other baby boy, no halos hovering over his head. No chorus of angels accompany Jesus there, seen at his side in the entrance to the temple. No, Simeon only sees a squirming, snot-nosed, dirty-diapered infant and his pitiful and pathetic-looking parents who were simply doing what the Old Testament law required of them. However, the Holy Spirit revealed that this baby is different. He's the one The one for which you've been waiting for years. Simeon would not see, nor hear, at least on earth, of all that Jesus would do. Simeon simply trusted God's word. A word that you should trust, can trust as well. With the Savior cradled in his arms, Simeon could now die in peace. He could die without fear. He had seen God's promised salvation in the flesh, in the face of this poor and humble child. Now Simeon can die, for God kept his promise. The Savior is here. One more point, may I? One more point before we call this sermon good, before we pray and eat the Lord's body and blood, receive the benediction and head for the west doors. Are you good with learning one more thing? You see, the church traditionally sings Simeon's song on two different occasions. Now, actually, three. They call his song the Nunc Dimittis. That's Latin for now depart. It was actually the traditional hymn of Compline, which is prayer at the close of the day. And that's on page 253 in the hymnal. If you want to look it up, just wait till after I'm done making my point, okay? So just before you go to sleep at night, the historic church taught you through Compline to pray like Simeon. Lord, now let your servant go in peace. Now there's a reason to pray Simeon's song right before you lie down in bed. It's because going to bed and to sleep at night is dress rehearsal for death. Just as waking up and rising in the morning is a dress rehearsal for the resurrection of the body on the last day. Thus, many of us here, as little children, were probably taught to pray the now I lay me down to sleep prayer. But let's put Simeon's spin on it, shall we? If I die before I wake, I know that God's own Son will care for me and raise me on the last day. I know it doesn't rhyme. One of you can work on that and email it to me. We can pray that and believe it because we are in Jesus through faith and he's in you. More than that, you're covered with him, robed in the waters of holy baptism. He now has adopted you. You now are made part of his family and he will command you on the last day, time to wake up, rise and shine. And so Jesus, the Lord, is your light and your salvation in the midst of your waiting. So whom shall you fear? Well, I can't look into your heart or mind to know the fears that you have. The Lord knows. 
And this day, he provides an answer for you. Later on in the Western church's history, Simeon's song was then grafted into the Lord's Supper liturgy. And rightly so. It's a perfect hit. fit. We'll sing it again later today. It, it naturally flows from the Lord's giving us his body and blood. In the Lord's Supper, unlike Simeon, who held the 40-year-old uh, baby in his arms, Jesus is physically present now as the crucified, risen, and ascended Lord. Jesus is present for you in his entirety of all that he has done, lording his salvation over you with these simple words, given and shed for you, for the forgiveness of sins. Thus you might say, Jesus is more present for you here in the supper than when his little body was cradled in Simeon's hand. So, when you sing Simeon's song, the Nunc Dimittis, after Holy Communion, for what are you now ready? For what are you now prepared? Like Simeon, we are equipped and prepared to depart. To depart and even to die. And to do so in peace. The Lord's peace. Peace with God because of Jesus' death for you on the cross. His death that atoned for all of your sin that put death to death that conquered the grave, that crushed Satan's head. And so we go to the Lord's Supper as if we are going to our death, so that when we go to our death, it will be like going to the Lord's Supper. We also depart as we wait for our Lord's return. We depart to serve our neighbor. Husbands depart to die for their wife as Christ died for the church. Wives depart to submit to their husbands as the church, the bride, submits to Christ. And so on and so forth, each in his or her own vocation. No wonder that after we have eaten and drunk Jesus' body and blood with the bread and wine, we sing, Lord, let us now thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. No wonder as well that the same song has been added in to our funeral liturgy. And what blessings at least we as pastors have seen gathered by the bedside of someone who is preparing just for that as we sing the same song of Simeon, of peace that is given, of assurance of forgiveness of sins, now, and no waiting for you, mind you, it's given to you here today again. You see, when Jesus promises that the Lord's Supper is given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins, you can both die and live in peace. You can be patient while yet waiting, knowing what the Lord has done and will do for you. You can truly live in peace in Him. You can serve your neighbor in freedom and peace without any fear, confidence in the resurrection of the body on the last day, just as Jesus promises in his holy word preached to you in the sacrament. Merry Christmas. In the name of Jesus. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.